In a podcasting world filled with true crimes, insane interview podcasts, and gross celeb news stories, Bryce and Ren, that's us, try to do the impossible. Create a podcast that'll help you survive your commute or workday. Welcome to Bryce and Ren and Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide. Today we'll be talking about Season 3, Episode 3 of Ned's Declassified, titled Popularity and Stress, as well as Season 3, Episode 4 of Ned's Declassified, titled Dismissal in School Plays. Uh, with me, as always, to break down all things Ned's Declassified is one Renan Fontes. Ren, what's up? Bryce, it's mm-hmm. good. It's late. I like when we do our late podcasts. Because yep. you can never really tell what energy we're gonna have. No, it can it can change at any moment. <laughs> it could, it could, it could be. We could be at like a, almost like on the popularity list, right? You could exactly. be uh five one minute, and then the next Monday come around and you're at a uh, seventy three. Yeah. So, you never know. Uh, just quite what the energy is gonna be. But Ren. Uh, I am excited to be here tonight to talk Neds with you. I was thinking about our podcast today, and I'm excited about the future of it. But before we get to there, we have to talk about Neds. But what, what were you excited about? I was excited about thinking about like our like what show will be next, what that process is going to be like. I'm glad you brought that up because I was actually also thinking about that today. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking about how we can like. I think what we'll have to do is you and I will naturally have to. Um, draft the i think that we'll have the entire pool of succession ned's uh phantom of the megaplex the grinch and koi to choose from i think that we'll have to draft teams and then assign each of our players uh a tv show of our choice and then let it play out it's gonna be so funny to break down yeah yeah and watch uh watch uh us end up watching full house for we'll figure it out so we're not watching it for too many years yeah we'd watch a season a week <laughs> if, if it means getting through it uh, at a reasonable pace an episode a day <laughs> yeah it could be people like 10 minute podcasts people love to go through the effort of downloading and playing a podcast that only lasts 10 minutes doesn't even get them through their whole drive no no, it's like before we can say hello, we'll be saying goodbye. We'll be like, "Hey, Red, what'd you think about Danny this week?" And you'll be like, "Man, he was so good." And then uh, we'll say like, "Okay, how many times did Michelle say did I do that?" And you'll be like, "Yeah, <laughs> she doesn't say that as Stephanie." Uh, and then I'll be like, "No, I'm pretty sure it's Urkel." <laughs> yeah, that's Urkel. Uh, yeah, he says, "Did I do that?" Mm-hmm. Did I do that? How was mine? Is mine pretty good? Yeah, it was a pretty good Urkel. Yeah, I've been working you, on it. Can we watch Family Matters next? No. No, Jenna, uh, I was uh, talking to Jenna tonight about what we should do next, and she did suggest Codename Kids Next Door. Really? And I was like, yeah, that show's pretty bad. We could, uh, <laughs> that that wouldn't be awful, I don't think. I remember loving that show as a kid. Yes. So I did too, and then I went back and watched an episode maybe like three, four uh, years ago. Mm-hmm. And it was, it did not stand the test of time, unlike most of my cartoon nostalgia shows. 
I haven't revisited it since childhood, and you know, for that reason, because I know that like if I go back, those cherished memories will be throttled. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, but, that's not always a bad thing. No. No. Um tonight, Ren, we got two episodes of Neds to talk about. Uh the first one, popularity and stress. Uh we were feeling really good about the uh first two episodes of season three last week. Uh mm-hmm. so just right off the bat, I gotta ask you, did this energy carry? It did for me. I actually mm-hmm. felt pretty good about these two episodes. Yeah. I think um I gotta say, like dismissal is a standout segment. Yes, um, I'm glad you said that. That was my favorite of the night. Yeah, I, I think uh so like I, I would say standout segment, not even of the night, but like if in a while. Um, and that's even including the the kind of strong segments we had last week. But um I'm excited. I'm I'm ready to to talk about them. So I think first first things first, Ren. Um so with popularity, we got uh, kind of the three different storylines going on of Cookie wanting to find out and expose whoever made the list. Mm-hmm. Moses' whole thing is um, she's like she's, in the top ten, and she's in the top ten. Yeah, feeling unfulfilled about the new friendships she has. Yes, and then Ned is um, wanting to become more popular because he doesn't believe that Susie would ever go out with someone who is not in the top 10. Yeah. Um, and so Missy is going to offer to help Ned out um, to help him rise up the popularity list that is released uh, pretty uh, regularly every Monday, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, this, this structure of like the three characters all having their plots um not unusual for Ned's, but I felt like was pretty, um, pretty, uh, what am I thinking? Like uniform for the segments tonight. Like all four segments were pretty, um, all three of them had like their different motives. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it, the popularity list, Rent, what does it mean to be like, what, what was it meant to be popular in your high school experience or middle school experience perhaps? To be popular in my middle school, high mm-hmm. school experience. Yeah. I don't really, I don't know. I, I didn't really pay attention to those circles that much. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't really have a uh, a real insight into, they were like football football kids, cheerleaders were like the popular, you know, like mm-hmm. the stereotypical jocks. Yeah. But I never really interacted with them enough to. Mm-hmm have like to have share like the stereotypical sentiment against jocks or cheerleaders yeah you know, it just kind of existed i was really doing my own thing so i'm gonna i'm gonna throw something out here that okay. i just thought about while you were talking mm-hmm. so um because you were saying you know there's the typical like jocks and cheerleaders and stuff so every every school kind of has those groups um a whole point of this segment is um popularity is like superficial and you can be popular within your own groups yeah right and like that's all that matters so long as you have your group of friends you're popular within your own group of friends that's all that matters so i think with football kids like the like athletes the like cheerleader crew like all of that i feel like they were all popular within their own groups Mm -hmm. um and like they weren't popular in the school right like it's hard for me to think of like who was popular like universally yeah, I get what yeah, you're that saying. That makes sense. Like, it's not like a real school has a Missy type. No. 
who just you can immediately recognize is like oh that's the popular girl mm-hmm. yeah that's yeah, not yeah. exactly how real life works no because like media always will portray it as like that's the person that everybody likes um but i don't i don't think that that role really exists um it like it would and if someone is in that role where they're popular like universally i feel like that speaks volumes to them like that's not someone who's going to be disliked because they're universally popular given yeah no yes it's just I my mean, theory this is my little theory it's interesting. Uh, what was your experience with popularity in high school uh high school i uh i like wasn't popular but i wasn't unpopular that makes sense like i tried to exist in the middle um if you've ever watched i know you'd be used to often uh, talk about me earl and the dying girl I, did you ever watch that movie no i never watched it yeah i didn't think you did uh but the me in that movie I, I don't know the main character's name but his strategy in high school is one that i um i re- like i agree with it's one that i felt like i did the same Bring where it up. He just simply wanted to be um, liked, not necessarily like popular. It's not like I was saying earlier, like universally popular, but just wanted to be liked or like um, acknowledged or not acknowledged by every group in the school. So he wanted to be like in the middle. He didn't want to be at the top, didn't want to be at the bottom, but just like ride the middle. That was me. Where like I had friends that were in all sorts of like quote unquote social groups. Mm-hmm. Um, I had like one group that I, I was like more close with. Um, but I didn't limit my friends to just there. I like would grab pockets of friends from all over the place. Um, and that's how you met Earl and the dying girl. Yes. Yes. You should watch that movie. It's actually not bad. Bryson Ren and me and Earl and the dying girl. (laughs) What an exhausting title. More (laughs) exhausting than turning turtle. I would turn turtle by the end of that podcast, Ren. Let's, uh, let's turn turtle. Let's just make, let's do a summer of, uh, sad adolescent death movies will do my fault in my fault in the stars fault in your yes. stars what is it yes the fault so in that okay the fault in our stars ren you seen that one uh no i haven't seen that okay, one so the, so in that one this guy is nicole listening nicole's not even here dang it okay because i feel like nicole would be able to verify oh yeah uh, I my take nicole on this movie but there's a uh there's a guy in that movie that like main uh not antagonist the main like uh boy the main lead he's like he like will put cigarettes in his mouth and the girl's like why do you do that and he's like it gives me power like i have control in my life i never light it because it gives me power and it's like boy what Ugh. <laughs> it's exhausting Wait, this sounds like a Sounds like a real Phantom of the Megaplex. Yeah. Yeah, so you're saying, so we could watch that. There's, um, I don't think there's any others. There's like, um, I don't, I don't know if it's a teen one, but there's like My Sister's Keeper. There's something called, uh, ah, what is it? There's one I watched that was like, um, I don't think anyone dies in it though. Maybe just like those like coming of age teen films. Yeah, they were popular for a hot moment because there was the Fault in Our Stars. Didn't isn't there another John Green one that came out? Uh, D- Dear Alaska. No, well that that's a show I think. And I, I did watch think. that one. I think he had another movie. John Green was yeah maybe John Green yeah the uh, vlog brother Hank brothers Hank brother the pain, they're what do you who are they Hank John and Hank Green I don't know any Hanks 
All right. <laughs> Any Hanks? Like Tom? Tom Hanks? Yeah. No, so you, okay, so so you don't know who the Vlog Brothers are, the Greens? No. no. So Hank Green and John Green. John Green is an author, author of The Fault in Our Stars. Hank Green um is a I don't know what his actual profession is or if he's kind of given that up at this point but his thing is science so they are brothers in real life they became popular because back in like the early like mid 2000s probably mid 2000s to late 2000s they would post videos on youtube every day um alternating they lived on opposite sides of the country and they would vlog almost like a like a pen pal type deal to each other like hey brother how are you doing this is what i've been up to today this is what i've been thinking about and people really grew to like it. And um, so now Hank runs like a science empire on YouTube. And John writes books, I think. Yeah, he wrote he wrote Baked Alaska. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how to. Uh... Oh, no. What is it that I'm thinking of? The one with the, uh, Perks of Being a Wallflower. I don't think anyone dies in that one either, but that's like similar aesthetic. Isn't a Zach Alphanakis in that? maybe uh that and the hangover so uh, maybe i'm thinking of the hangover yeah <laughs> you get perks of being a wallflower and the hangover <laughs> they're pretty similar movies both have uh really uh unwanted sequels that take place in uh different cities but follow the same plot line so all right uh in the same segment popularity lisa zemo is back to being unpopular did that bother you at all yeah, that was weird. Yeah. She, it's because she's like a band kid. Yeah. That's um, not, you know, that contradicts what we saw. Yeah, last week she was but, with But Lisa. Albert's the one putting it together, so, you know, we have to take his flawed mindset into consideration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I kind of liked Cookie's bit, how he was trying to find out who it was, and, Me like, too. all the clues were right in front of him, and he still, he had to go through, you know, a decent amount to uh, I... to find it. I loved the uh, the Worminator hat mm-hmm. that Albert had in front of him. Should we? Because I've been wanting to do merch for a while. Could that be our merch option? Yeah, let's uh, let's just let's go for it. Yeah, well, like the Brysonator or the Renonator. We can uh, we'll sell uh, one in red, one in no, one in green, one in blue. Okay, let's sell red hats. And then because that way we can do yeah, this is <laughs> nice call there. It was a close <laughs> one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> make podcasting great again come on um yeah so because we could do our teams our teams for the uh tournament can be oh, red yeah, and green and, you know people will our our five our ten thousand listeners can buy hats um, <laughs> jacob's family asking him why his sweater says little lord grinch Leroy on it. <laughs> What does that mean? It's like, oh, it's an inside joke from a podcast I listened to. Me and two other people. And 10,000 Germans. <laughs> what did I say? It's Belfast, right? Uh, Brussels. Brussels. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, what else happened in this segment? Uh, were you surprised I, that Moe's was as popular as she was? I wasn't, actually. I feel like mm-hmm. the show's often alluded to the fact that Moses pretty well liked. Yeah, I feel like it's just that season two, we kind of it was like a ghastly year. Yeah, yes, um, yeah. So I, I I agree, and it made sense for Moses to be that popular. I loved uh, 
uh, Seth Power story sharing. Of I saw a TV show last night and everyone waits in anticipation. And he just says, it was pretty good. <laughs> that's yeah. uh, that's one of the few jokes I actually remember from childhood. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, it's Seth Powers. He's a memorable guy. He's uh, he's looking older, though. You know, looking more... <laughs> now, that, now that Destiny's pointed it out, I'm noticing how grown up yeah. these, uh, middle schoolers are. Yeah. Um, I agree. I agree. He... Seth Powers in particular here. I almost thought I was like, did they recast him? Is the, like the makeup change or something? Yeah, but no, he, I think he he's just so much older. Yeah, I right? think he's just forty. I think he <laughs> just went full Jackson from Hannah Montana. Um, Poor Jackson. My dad used to think he had. I one one time I was watching Hannah Montana. Mm-hmm. My dad asked me, "Is he really like that, or does he have like an age problem?" <laughs> <laughs> Um, we're going to get a lot of, uh, a lot of kissing in these segments. Yeah, that's right. This was a very kiss heavy night. Yeah, smooch fest. Um, in this segment, Missy is going to, like we said, help Ned get popular, but really she is going, she's like trying to sabotage Ned. She's trying to sabotage Ned in Susie's eyes so she can have Ned. Yes. Which is, it's a, it's not as big of a jump as it could be, but it's a little no. bit of a jump. It is, especially because I, I was a little bit confused on where Ned and Susie stand. I, yeah, I thought they were dating already, but this seems to be like the show almost like doubling down. Like, it's like, oh, we, we didn't scream it from the mountaintops before. So yeah. we have to like do it now and really lock down that Ned and Susie are dating. It's, it, it's it kind of goes back to what we were saying last week about how this feels like a status quo reset yeah they don't really like they very clearly want to tell a specific story they don't really care what happened before to get there yeah and you, and you know at this stage if it means that we're getting content that's this good again mm-hmm. yeah i can give it a pass yeah um so missy helps ned essentially through getting makeovers and these makeovers turn into uh writing um you stink on Ned's face, yeah, and getting Ned to put on a lot of um, body like jewelry. body jewelry. He's covered in piercings. Yeah, covered. from what we can see, head to toe, um, definitely on the head. Um, <laughs> yeah, and he has a he like has a hard time talking. It's this whole thing, um, and we get. A scene in the midst of this so Susie sees Ned and Susie's like disgusted by whatever's happening happening to Ned being like he's spending too much time with Missy I don't like what I'm seeing Ned Red. is gross let's go everyone yeah <laughs> we get that does happen to the cafeteria <laughs> they're like oh we gotta get away from him he's disgusting I think they're worried that like that many piercings one's gotta be infected yeah, he's definitely infected <laughs> yeah um but we get a scene here with just Susie and Missy. Yeah, that's right. And did it like, is this the first time? And I might be wrong here. There may have been something we've seen with like the adults or something. But this feels like the first time we've ever gotten a scene without any of the main three cast members. No, there is a scene between Missy and Jock in the season two finale. I mean, oh, yeah. Jock, that's just the two so, of them. Yeah. 
yeah, that's just them being like, oh yeah, we're talking talk about Nenshin. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Um, this Which is connective uh, tissue here is Susie. Yeah. So Susie. is this the show kind of elevating Susie to more main character status? Finally. Yeah, Took finally. them long enough. Um, but yeah, so she is upset with Missy and um, Ned finally looks in a mirror and sees what she's done. He's upset and goes to complain to Missy who then kisses Ned. That's right. She had a crush on Ned the whole time, everyone. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I didn't see it coming. I uh, I kind of had a feeling that's where it was going. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, you know, again, it's a leap, but I feel like this is this is, I like I like fun little love triangles like this. It's something. They always add like a, a, an edge that, you know, and there wasn't any here before, so no. it's better than nothing. Well, so yeah, and I think it's something for like Missy's character to do. Yeah. Right? Because exactly. um otherwise she's just she's like she's hateable, but now we're like she at least has motive or like reason behind her action. Mm-hmm. Um they kind of yeah. lumified her. It did. Yeah, it kind of like gave her that personification. Um and made her like an actual person rather than just that like hated cartoon character. So mm-hmm. um Susie, of course, uh decks herself out in body jewelry. <laughs> And writes you stink two on her face just uh because you know if it's what Ned's into, she likes Ned. It's kind of cute. Yeah, it's it's a cute little way of getting yeah. them together. It's yeah. probably the best way they could have gotten them together at this stage. Yeah. Um, so they end up together. They're they're gonna date. Yeah, and they've they've from what we've seen, they've st- they're staying together mm-hmm. as of the end of the night. Which is good. Which is good. Uh anything else with popularity? You want to talk about stress? Uh, I think, while I like the segment, I think popularity was probably my least favorite of the night. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, I really liked Cookie's investigation. Mm-hmm. I liked Moe's trying to get away from the top 10. I wasn't mm-hmm. as into the actual the execution of Missy in Ned's plot. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that they committed to a status quo change with Ned and Susie actually dating. And I like Missy, you know, having a new layer to her personality. But, you know, it wasn't as, uh, captivating to me as anything else in the rest of the night yeah no i I agree with that um so with stress um we go from the popularity list was prominent in the last episode this episode immediately starts with we see polk's top 20 grade makers being posted publicly yep that's that's um i mean it's an honor roll right yeah it's an honor but it feels so not right (laughs) Doesn't feel productive. Um, did you where, not have something like that in your school? No, I mean we did. Like we had an honor roll. We had like recognition for students who did really well. But the like the top twenties feels very like specific. And also, it, this seems like something that's frequently updated. Bryce, I'm gonna give you a real example of this. That's even worse than the one on the okay. show. Oh no! In my high school, they ranked everyone, and you could check your ranking in comparison to everyone what this was a school of like 200 students mm-hmm. like i you could i remember checking myself in comparison to other people it was like a 200 student list you could see who the last one was oh my goodness um i can tell you that list definitely doesn't exist today yeah i i'd Wait. be genuinely shocked. no but you know in a way i'd also be shocked if it d- didn't did not exist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mm-hmm. some things never change <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Um, wow. Wow. Yeah. So in this, it's the reason why it's relevant is Cookie, we uh, learn, has been at the top for a while, uh, which good for him, right? We know he wasn't always making the grade uh, previously, yeah. but we know in season two and now season three, he's really strong academically. Uh, and we get a brand new character, Evelyn. Evelyn Kwong. Yeah. What do you think? I I like her as a... Uh, it's clear that they're trying to fill the Vanessa hole that she left behind in graduating yes. middle school. Mm-hmm. But I like the little academic rivalry she shares with Cookie. Yeah, it's, it's and, a lot uh, more... Yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, and I like how their little dynamic develops throughout the night. Yeah, I was gonna say, it's, it's definitely a lot more fun yeah. than just, like, a girl that Cookie's crushing on. Exactly. Um, and again, with that love triangle thing, right? We got Cookie... Cookie is... We learned last week into Lisa Zemo now. Mm-hmm. Um, Lisa Zemo has been into Cookie for years, and so in this segment we'll see Cookie because he wants to so uh, he wants to compete with Evelyn so much. Uh, Lisa asks him out, and he says no initially. And uh, yeah, and I don't know. Maybe Sparks will fly with Evelyn uh, in the next episode. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, and then, so, uh, Cookie is not the smartest. That's going to be his whole thing, right? Mose yeah. is going to be, uh, kind of overworked. Like, she's worried about, uh, being, like, too stressed out about and everything. Becoming, like, eye teacher. Yeah. Um, and then Ned's getting weird signals from Susie. Yeah. Um, uh, Ren, I have, uh, I have a gift for you. <laughs> um, so we're going to uh, check this out now. So Ned, uh, of course, he feels like um, Susie might be mad at him. And he's trying to think about why. Maybe he, he said something wrong. Um, and even talks about chewing too loud, potentially. Uh, we got we got this. Hold on, Red. Your nose looks really big here. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so... I think this is my favorite montage in Ned so far. Yeah, so the chewing. <laughs> the uh, I love his uh wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was uh so I, I was very excited to start to to pull a couple of clips now that I, I have that uh capability. <laughs> and I was like yeah. looking for the right one and this was it. I was <laughs> I was like, yeah, this is uh, the the sounds he makes when he's chewing them. No. So good. Kills me. Uh, yeah, so Ned thinks that Susie might break up with him already. Yikes. Um, I was worried. I was worried they were going to play that way. Yeah, yeah. Our, um, our book cover is a scam. Our book cover is a scam. Break that down for me, Bryce. So remember uh, book covers? Yeah, I remember. Fabric book covers. Oh, yeah, book socks. Yes, those are a scam, right? Yeah, they're definitely a scam. Okay. Why, you know, why shouldn't kids just beat their books silly? <laughs> well, that's not <laughs> what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm saying that, you know, books don't need that extra layer of protection. Well, that's why they have the cover. Yeah, for like two bucks. No, no, that's why I'm saying. That's why the book has a cover. Oh, yeah, you're right. And my language is confusing. Book covers are not a scam. Book socks are a scam <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. 
books would just be loose pages with yeah. numbers on them. And if you mess them up, you got to reshuffle them. Because, like, my issue with book covers is that uh, if they exist, then uh, they solely exist for you to judge the book by it. But if there's no book covers, then you can't, right? You can't judge you, anything negatively about the book. You have to read the work. Yes. You know, to make an assessment of it, to understand mm-hmm. what it is. Yeah. What would be, people would just probably judge the title at that point, right? Yeah, probably. So get rid of titles as well. Just make people read. Yeah. Yep. Here's a wall of text. Get in there. Yeah. And then tell, tell me what you think. <laughs> you can't judge a book by its cover because covers don't exist in my utopia. <laughs> also, there aren't any titles. Yeah. But, uh, and book socks, book socks are out as well. Well, we wouldn't need no them. They, what? They'd go over the pages? Yeah. Stupid. Stupid idea. Um, what else happens here? We get, um, so Moe's is told by iTeacher that um, she's going to be like her. Yeah. Someday. You'll be just like me one day. Mm-hmm. Now, Moe's interprets this as, this is a bad sign. I'm too stressed. I'm going to end up like her. Now, I hear it as i teacher saying hey i've seen the future lunch lady let me into the cafeteria to see the beans and we're all gonna be on zoom in a few years interesting okay um, i think that's a i think that's a more reasonable take yeah uh, but mose doesn't doesn't uh misses the i've seen the future part and just hears uh you're gonna be stressed out and trapped in a computer just like me yes so mose is gonna be chill mose that's right. Morty shoves some flowers in her face, mm-hmm. and she relaxes immediately. Yes, she does. Um, very interesting. <laughs> let's not let's not spend <laughs> any time thinking any more about that, Ren. But we'll let the listeners have their own thoughts. He does that, and then he has uh, uh, Ned and Moe's also breathe into a paper bag. <laughs> I've so. seen enough Always Sunny to know what's going on here. <laughs> Oh, uh, is there a chance that Gordy has a leprechaun uh, trapped in the basement of James K. Polk? I would not doubt if we eventually got a St. Patrick's Day episode <laughs> where Gordy trapped a leprechaun inside the school. <laughs> I could very well see it happening at this stage. <sighs> there was There's a force field in one of the segments. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so anything is possible. Um... Gordy is going to be in this segment. He's going to be like sleeping around the school. Yeah, he's trying to nap. Okay. Uh, is that uh, unreasonable yeah. to you? I mean, it's yeah. We get him do like as like the adult for like, oh, you get stress vision if you're stressed. You let your imagination run wild and then like try to practice deep breathing or like smell some flowers, like do something that feels good, which is like that's reasonable. Like that, yeah. that's all helpful. And then he. We see him again, and now it's just, I gotta take a nap. <laughs> um, so he's doing that. Ned is continues to be more and more stressed because Susie is getting weird phone calls that stress him out. Um, she's saying, I love you to someone on the phone. What could be going on here, Bryce? She probably has a second boyfriend. That's what I think. I think that's the only logical yeah. conclusion. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, which I, I love all comes down to Ned dressing up as Gordy um, to avoid Susie because he's like, she can't break up with me if she can't talk to me. Yeah. Which is like, that's super in line with Ned's logic, by the way. 
Like that tracks for him. It does. Um, <laughs> it doesn't. It's just so flawed. It's a terrible plan. Stupid idea. Um, and then Susie's going to find him dressed up as Gordy, chase him around the schoolyard. And then Ned's going to uh, be found in a bush. Susie's going to be like, hey, um, and Ned's going to be like, I know, like, you don't have to tell me what's going on. I know what's going on. Susie's like, OK, well, like, I'll, I like get to see him on the weekends, but so I'll still get to spend time with you during the week. And Ned's like, OK, you want two boyfriends? Bryce, what if she did want two boyfriends? I mean, this 20, what is that at the time? Like 20, 2008? 2007? <laughs> 2006? Yeah. Um, I mean, Price of 2022 is saying, you know, they need to work that out. They got to work that out. But <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how that would have flown back then. Oh, six. <laughs> <laughs> Middle school polyamorous relationship. Yeah. Um. Okay. So. We got what like Moe's is now super chill, like we said. Um, I love that Moe says, I looked at a cloud formation. I saw a pig. <laughs> I chill Moe's is great. It's she's really funny as chill Moe's. Yeah. And um a little stress is good to tell your brain to make little adjustments. Great, good. Yeah, this is, um, another, this is another segment with a good message. It is. It's it's a pretty solid message. Um with like how to handle stress uh cookie finally so cookie and evelyn study all episode cookie writes the longest english essay ever um it's like 12 blue books, blue books. Long. it's so many blue books in like a blue book alone that's all right that's a few pages already yeah you know um i was thinking i don't know if you were on the same line of thinking i was thinking that this was gonna backfire i actually thought that this was gonna be like a less is more lesson Yep. But, you know, alternatively, I love uh, the sobbing, the laughing principle becoming the sobbing principle. Mm-hmm. Coming off uh, rewatching Community and the Dean rivalry to this principal rivalry, two thumbs up. I'm into it. <laughs> I love academic rivalries between different school faculty mm-hmm. members for really no reason. Yeah. There's no reason for them to be rivals, but it's w- so funny. Would you watch like a Netflix documentary called like Admin Battles? Yeah, yeah, you'd be you'd be into that. I'm the, I'm like the main demo for that. So, <laughs> uh, they're probably producing it. Netflix, they just put out whatever they want at this point. <laughs> I'm sure it's they just someone heard this and is they're gonna greenlight it. It's gonna be big in Netflix Germany. So, um, Cookie's all done studying. He passed. He did really well on it. Now it's time for him to go get pizza with Lisa. Except Lisa already has a date. Uh-oh. With Martin. Mm. And Coconut Head. What? And the unnamed geeks. Dang. All of them have dates with Lisa. Looks like Cookie blew his shot, Bryce. Man. That stinks. But, uh, <laughs> you know, he met Evelyn out of it. I mean, I think they knew each other already. We met Evelyn out of it. We met Evelyn out of it. <laughs> The show tells us that they've known each other for a while. Look, it's Evelyn. Classic Evelyn. She's been here since the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you think that we're going to get like a... Um, you watch Lost? Yeah, I watched Lost. It's been okay. a few years, but I watched Lost. Okay, you know how we get um, 
in season two, the episode explaining like the other 48 days or something like that, where yeah. it's just the just the tailies. Yeah. Um for the first 48 days. I wonder if we're gonna get that with Evelyn. <laughs> past two years. See what Evelyn was up to these past two seasons. Yeah. Yeah. Find out that she had a best friend uh who just like also in lost um we have these characters that exist and then all of a sudden didn't exist. Maybe she uh, had a best friend who got bit by a spider and was buried to death. <laughs> or buried, not, buried alive. Not Corley's boat. Yeah. Evelyn's <laughs> 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 been... That's why she does so well academically. She has the... She knows the numbers. <laughs> the numbers. Mm-hmm. Um... Man, yeah, a lost Ned's crossover is not something I thought I ever needed, but Bryce I'd be and down. Bryson Run get lost. Yeah, I know. Um, uh, in one of the podcasts, like universes that I listen to, um, like one of the podcast networks I listen to, they just did a, a full Lost um rewatch. So probably not us, friend. <laughs> just so you know, they 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 They've have got that the covered. Lost podcast. Yeah, yeah. Their their finale coverage was like eight hours long or something like that Damn. So, you know we, we've got neds you know yeah our, our season three finale coverage i'm sure is gonna be about eight hours i'm sure so uh anything else there with stress i liked the segment i thought yeah, it, was, it was good yeah it was great great segment okay. uh, all right let's talk dismissal all right now dismissal is like a ballet <laughs> right i completely agree with you right this um, is like a 10 out of 10 segment the idea is so genius mm-hmm. like it's it's so simple but it just adds this amazing layer to the segment where tension rises every single scene mm-hmm. and there's a like a consistent escalation until we get to the end yes i love yeah. it it's yeah. it's so good um the concept here is we have 11 minutes um to move fr- uh from the bell the final bell of the day to the bus so yeah. uh in this time we have our characters experiencing their different storylines as always and they'll overlap in some ways but we have ultimately uh cookie is going to start with um he just has to he's gonna get on the bus early and just enjoy yeah he gets on the bus right yeah. away reflect reflect on the day Mm, i'm happy um, yeah he's like he's living the dream um <laughs> just sitting on the bus and then Moe's uh she's gonna go to the bus before she does that she's gonna stop to use the bathroom um but it's the girl's bathroom and so just like intermission at a play um the girl's bathroom line is very very long ain't no one getting in no nope uh, and then Ned is, he's ready to just grab his stuff at his locker and head home for the day, check everything off his list, except the checklist has moved, as has a lot of other things, because Susie has moved in. That's right. Susie lives in Ned's locker now. Yeah, this was, uh, so the Susie moving in storyline by, was by far my favorite of the three. Yeah, um, I, I I especially love the uh, added detail that Ned keeps his tips as little post-its in an envelope that he brings home at the end of the day to log um yes i love small detail but love it that's how ned handles his tips i love 
um, that Susie has helped kind of reorganize things. And Ned's like, where's all my stuff? And Susie's like, oh, I moved some of your stuff upstairs to my locker, which is now our vacation locker. <laughs> uh, and it's just like, the language is so normalized. And yeah. um, like, we understand what she's saying, but it also like feels humorous as someone who's more grown up watching this. Um, because it's, it's that element of, and I don't think, like Nets is funny, I think more when it's funny, it's more funny universally. I don't think it's yeah. like, oh, this is humor for kids. Exactly. But it feels like this element, like elements of the storyline of like Ned being stressed because Susie's moved in too quick feels like a lot more grown up than like a middle school struggle. It does. You know, I don't think a real middle school would really deal with this. No. Like the girlfriend moved into my locker struggles. But it's like a, it's a cute way of alluding to a real life relationship trouble in a, you know, kidified way. Yeah. Yeah, it's wicked cute. Because then we have, uh, so Ned's like trying to figure how to balance that out. Um, and Gordy is, Gordy's like kills me because his advice sometimes is so good. And other times it's just not good. And like, yeah. Here, I, yeah. It's a, uh, this whole night is a perfect example of gordy's extremes when it comes to advice because here gordy's whole thing is ned you gotta put your foot down be a man tell her no like this is your locker (laughs) you can't stand for this um but but like by the end of the segment gordy kind of flips it and is like all right ned you learned the real lesson well yeah except the real lesson is like (laughs) One that I don't, like, in my own life, like, I don't necessarily agree with just the, the concept of, like, happy wife, happy life. You, uh, you don't want kisses, Bryce? I mean, that, that's, like, that's what Gordy says, right? It's essentially, yeah, it's, G- like... Gordy really does yeah. essentially say happy wife, happy life. Yeah, he's, like, happy wife, happy life. Uh, then you get kisses, Ned. Otherwise, you're not going to get kisses. You think, you're, you think your sad wife's going to kiss you? Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I don't know, Gordy. I'm kind of out on this one. <laughs> I'm not not here with you here. Um, however, I I was empathy. I was with Gordy though when um so Ned, one of the struggles that he's going through with Susie is uh Ned's like, all right, gotta take my tips home. Wait, these aren't all my tips. Susie's like, oh yeah, I, I threw some of them out. Yeah, you know, I, I did some organizing, some reorganizing. Ned has to go through the dumpster, where of course Gordy's out there, Ren, and we get um, the dumpster. <laughs> you want that again? Yeah, like one, okay. One more time, please. Nice. I like that. I'm glad you saved that. So we got Gordy singing like a dumpster anthem. Um, about making a run to the dumpster. <laughs> I don't know what's up with this him, Red. Dumpster song. Yeah, it is his dumpster song. I made a run to the dumpster. <laughs> uh, uh, so ultimately, Ned will because first he tries. He's like, okay, nope, Susie, you're out. And then Susie's like, this makes me sad. So Ned's like, okay, fine, nope, uh, we're good. And ultimately, yeah, he seemed very sad too. Yeah, it kind of it broke my heart a little bit. I was yeah, like, poor Susie. I, I felt bad for her. I really wanted Ned to 
flip the situation, make it better. Yeah, yeah. Ned's like, um, like both here and in the next segment. I like, I'm almost a little bit not on Ned's team. What do you mean? Like, usually Ned's someone who I'm okay rooting for. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, okay, even though he he might have like misguided advice, like he's pretty well intentioned. Like, oh, okay, I get what you're saying now. Yes, I do agree with you. In these two segments, I was not on Ned's side. But I also felt like, even though I wasn't on his side, it wasn't a case where I found him annoying or insufferable. Yeah, It was more like I wanted him to learn the lesson, but I was still very entertained by the shenanigans he was getting into. Yeah. Um. Okay, so that's everything with Ned. With Cookie... Um. Cookie just sits on the bus for the 11 minutes, right, Red? He plans to, but mm. Coconut Head comes <laughs> in and explains that uh, Sweeney might have a pop quiz tomorrow, so everyone should go get their science books while they still have a chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's a good way of getting Cookie off the bus. I was wondering if they were just going to do like an introspective uh, experimental <laughs> segment with cookies entirely inner monologue which i would have taken yeah i mean i would have i actually would have been okay with yeah, that yeah I, I wasn't minding his, his inner monologue so far as he was processing his day i think it's good um yeah but he yeah no he's told gotta go get the science book so he's gonna leave the bus to go do it and you and i talked about how the stakes are gonna rise this whole time um the brilliance of this episode you and I didn't even touch on is the timer. Yes, that's right. That timer that is displayed in the bottom corner of the screen, not just at, like at points of the episode, but the oh, entire and time. And it plays when uh, other graphics play over the timer. Yeah. It keeps ticking when the intro title card comes up. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, I love it. Yes. Yeah, it's it's what, um, it is like not to go back i know that you already mentioned community but like it feels the most community of anything that we've seen on ned so far yeah it's like a full concept that they're embracing and they're allowing the characters and storylines to both play off of and be enhanced by yes so uh, we see like and as the audience it's exciting because we see cookie get off the bus there's maybe like i don't know six seven minutes left at that point and it's like oh okay uh let's let's see how this goes uh, and he goes and he successfully gets it and he closes the locker and turns the corner uh, and his lips just happen to run into Evelyn's. That's right. Another kiss. Mm-hmm. And now Cookie spends the rest of the segment hiding from Evelyn in the school. Yeah. Um, didn't see that coming. <laughs> no. It's and a great she- way to trap him. Yeah, she's screaming <laughs> at him. Uh, you kissed me, Cook. Uh She's really upset, or so we think. Uh, yeah, and so Cookie, I loved this. Cookie is hiding out in the bathroom for a little bit, and Backpack Boy goes in there. Cookie's like, hey, she's out there waiting for me. Uh, I need your help. Backpack Boy says, it's going to cost you, and I'm talking <laughs> greenbacks, cold cash, dead presidents. Wait, Cookie gives him like $1.15, right? Yeah, he gives him a dollar. <laughs> Uh, um and so yeah uh, he goes out uh evelyn is too smart doesn't trick her um they play kind of like some back and forth tag on the stairwell for a little bit finally uh on his way out the door evelyn has him cornered 
and Cookie's like, listen, like, uh, what does he say? He's like, uh, you've always, like, I, I don't really know. Cookie gives some kind of speech. Yeah, he gives like get a, any of this. I didn't write down any of it, but I know no. Evelyn says something about destroying him. Yeah, she's like, I'm gonna destroy you, and he's like, uh, I'm pre- he says something kind of like antagonistic. I'm pretty sure. It's more I, like, I, oh, you'll never, um, like, you'll always try to be as like smart as me or as good as me, but you won't. Um, you're never gonna catch up to me because I'm Cookie, something along those lines. Yeah. And then she kisses him and says, like, you drive me crazy. Um, he has a little new girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, again, the love triangle thing going on, right? We know him and Lisa Zemo are, there's potential there, but now Evelyn's in the mix. Which uh, makes things more interesting when Lisa Zemo if inevitably does become available again for Cookie. Yeah. um all right so that's everything with cookie we talked through ned uh not like there's a lot of necessarily movement with mose but she she has her things she uh ends up rallying the girls against the boys so they can take over their bathroom only to realize they can't use the urinals yeah yeah the um takedown of that reminds me a little bit of uh end of like monty python when um they all like storm off set. Yeah. Uh, almost kind of like that, where it's just like they, they take it down finally um, and, and things go a little bit haywire. Before that, though, um, some strategies. So they're like upstairs waiting in line. They hear that there's no line downstairs. So all the girls try to race each other downstairs. Moses is still stuck in a line. Um, Moe's dresses up as a boy. Uh, at one point we get, uh, hold on. Oh, Fred, what was that? (laughs) It's a booyah, right? That's a cyborg. But before that, (laughs) hey, what's up, fellas? (laughs) Chonga. I'm gonna murder. <laughs> can you uh, can you play the trash song again? The, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, is it Hammer Dim Dodgers? Yeah, is it? I is it? Oh, I think so. I think it's oh, yeah. like, hey, 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 what's up, fellas? Hammer Dim Dodgers, booyah! Hey. <laughs> How about them <laughs> Yeah, it's I guess it could be that. Uh which was better though? Was boy more uh boy most better than uh than I saw a cloud. It looked like a pig. <laughs> I think I I think chill mose was funnier than boy mose, but yeah. boy mose, I mean after listening to this a couple <laughs> times. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was really stuck on, on that in-between line of, what is she trying to say? Hey! <laughs> uh, eh. um, <laughs> so, none of those worked, though. 
unfortunately she doesn't get into the bathroom um they do take it by storm and uh then they go out uh, on their way out they run past ned gordy yells a run boy run at I Ned. loved that scream. Yeah, it was a very good scream. It was long. It was loud. They close up on his shot. His, his like okay. mouth, you could see it. Yeah, <laughs> it was good. It was a really good scream. And they all make it back on the bus in time. Happy it was fun for everyone. It was it was really really good. So, like by um, far the standout segment of the night. Just definitely incredible. Definitely. Like, so much action. So much in those 11 minutes um, from all three characters. A lot that was just, like, funny too. Some really good laughs. So, Uh, and then uh, we start this next segment, Ren. Um, Well, actually, hold on. Before we... (laughs) There you go. Okay. Uh, Because it won't be relevant now as we move into... uh, the, this last segment uh, uh corbin blue that's right corbin blue as answer as romeo yeah uh ha- shocked to see him shocked to see him but uh good performance yeah i thought he was great that uh, they're doing romeo and juliet we see um ned introduces like oh a play is a lot of fun to participate in yeah. you have like Yes, you can help with the electronics. Um, and this, this took me right back to high school theater. I loved this. Yeah. So you have like Coconut Head and Cookie are the uh, are running. They're in the booth. They're running the lights <laughs> and stuff like shocking things. Um, Ned is a stagehand. So he's helping move things. We do see an elephant get moved in the background at one point. Um, I have some questions there about why. But it's the big elephant scene in Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> yeah, naturally. The one where, yeah, that's right. There's a, there's, isn't there a whole monologue about Romeo stating that elephants shouldn't be ridden on at fairs? Yeah, he says um, that it's not right that yeah. we're all sitting on elephants. Yeah. But, you know, we shouldn't be. Yeah, and then they all get off. Yep, they protest it. <laughs> uh, it's classic Shakespeare. Yeah, you know, all, <laughs> elephant protests, you know, it's in all his stuff. Yeah. Um. And so then as someone who is uh, to marry a, a past stage manager, Mose is such a stage manager. Mose is a great stage manager. He is. Mose is 1,010% a stage manager. I um, would trust any production I was in, in her hands. Yes. So this, this whole segment is set up where um, Mose, uh, again, very clear motives, um, not in a bad way. Right, yeah. like the the show does a really nice job of just establishing where our characters are at. Um, Mose, uh, she's our stage manager for this show. Her goal to make sure the show goes off without a hitch. Right, so the episode's going to take place during like opening night. Um, Ned's whole thing is going to be he's very jealous, Ren. Yes, because Corbin Blue as Spencer has stepped in. Uh, he is playing, he's been cast as Romeo, and he's going to kiss Juliet, uh, played by one Susie Crabgrass, uh, in the balcony scene. And Ned... And immediately, we have a Ned versus Moe's conflict. Yes. That I, uh, I love this. I love this setup. Yeah, Ned is very nervous about it. He's very jealous. He wants it, he's, his goal is to make it stop, so he doesn't want the kiss to happen. And Moe's, of course, the stage manager, show must go on. Okay. 
Uh, and then Cookie read Cookie uh, auditioned for the part of Romeo. In a... <laughs> Thank you. Why didn't he get it? I mean, uh, <laughs> ignoring the fact that he went off script, it might have been the worm he did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Romeo, I don't think, did a worm, uh, if I recall. He he actually does a uh, the robot. Yeah. Oh, if Cookie had only uh, looked at the script just once, he would have known that he was doing the wrong dance move. Um, so Cookie believes that he should be going on as Romeo. But what do you alas. believe, Bryce? Do you believe that the person cast should play the part, or do you <laughs> believe that Cookie should play their parts always? Well, well, the way that Cookie delivered the line of "I like it, I like it," <laughs> maybe him. I don't know. It'd definitely be an energetic Romeo. He, he would bring the energy. Yeah, <laughs> wouldn't be able to take my eyes off of him. Um, but I think probably Corbin. Yeah, probably Corbin. I think probably Corbin Blue gets this. Yeah. Um, they're going to... Uh, Ned is going to go to Cookie and say, hey, you got to help me with this one. You got to help me take down him. And so they now have a mutual interest, right? To kill Spencer. To kill... <laughs> They want him dead. Um, no, pro- probably not to kill him. They, uh, they try to blind him. They do try to blind him. <laughs> they do. Sends him into like a dizzy spell. <laughs> to which Moses is going to airhorn him awake. Yeah. But um, yeah, they do try that. Uh, they Also, what else do they do? They try to drop a tree on him. They uh, swing a tree at him. <laughs> the giant log, you mean? Yes, the giant log. Yes. So if you've ever seen um, Home Alone, when the two burglars are coming up the stairs, the wet they're bandits. Called, yep, they're called wet bandits. Or Well, yeah, the wet bandits. Uh, in, yeah, and then the wet bandits in the first one. Um, and then Kevin swings the uh, paint cans down at them. It's like that except a giant log. Yes, exactly. Yes. Um, but Moe's is there for him. With like a... Little Bo Peep. Yeah. <laughs> Staff. Yeah. What is it? Is it a rod? Yeah, I would uh I would say it's like a rod. Yeah, a right. um like a giant candy cane. Yeah. She's gonna use it to help move him forward and then move him back. Now, if you're an audience member, okay, so say Ren, uh, I know you don't have any any kids, but let's imagine you have a child. Yeah. Just you cast as Romeo. It's opening night. You go to see him. Um there is a, a weird lighting situation. Your son is potentially uh, almost blinded um, <laughs> by the light. They take a brief intermission, but don't worry, he's back. Everything seems to be safe. And you're watching again, and you see a giant, giant swinging <laughs> log coming at your son. Um, and you watch a cane move him forward and back. Are you... Like... <laughs> Are you a little bit worried? Well, as an experienced actor myself, I would understand. Yeah. All staged. Yeah. I mean, would it concern you also if um if the stage manager had said this before? Right. Because very concerned. Yeah, I feel like I would trust the stage manager, but then we'd get one of those, and I might. 
Mm, I don't know anymore. I'm in some second thoughts. So, um, all right. Well, either way, he's going to make it out of this unscathed somehow. Somehow. Um, what do you think about Gordy, though? Gordy is the backup plan. Uh, they owe Gordy. Yeah. Yeah, what, what does that look like? <laughs> what does that look like? What does owing Gordy mean? Yeah. I, what does that mean, huh? I don't know. Like, uh, they're in debt to Gordy now? Like, uh, they, they owe a to, great debt. They have to clean the school for him? Mm-hmm. Probably. <clears throat> I don't know. Gordy's gonna take uh, Spencer to Hollywood, though. Yeah. <laughs> gonna put him in his limo and drive him away. <laughs> Come on. We're, I'm gonna take you over to Hollywood, Gordy says. Uh, yeah, look at me. Yeah. Spencer's like, okay, fine, let's go. Um, so they go, but before he is able to leave, uh, Moe's, who's now wearing pigtails, stops him. Spencer doesn't recognize him. Uh, doesn't recognize Moe's in pigtails. <laughs> his stage uh, manager. Yeah. <laughs> who just saved his life a number of times and insists that he stay. Uh, Moe's does as this big fan in pigtails. And so he's like, fine, I'll stay. Um, all right. So that's been the first like five or six minutes of this segment. Things are going to take a, a weird turn here. Yeah. With uh, we finally, three seasons later in, get a name for Loomer's other crony. That's right. Uh, it's Buzz. Okay, it was Buzz. I thought I had already forgotten. Nope, you're good. It's Buzz. Uh, I asked uh, I, if this is maybe just me. Is this a different actor? He looked different, but also so did Seth Powers tonight. So maybe he's just aged a few years. I think he's just grown up now. Yeah. He's an adult. He's a man. Yeah, he's a man. Um, they're Loomer and, and Buzz are being told to go into the horse costume. Naturally. Um, and of course, it's one of those like classic two-part yeah. horse costumes. So they're going to put that on and cookie and ned have an idea <laughs> ren they're going to jump them beat them up mm-hmm. and take the costume so uh loomer and buzz go behind like a screen so we don't see and then we see cookie and ned jump back there we see some like fighting animations like uh yeah. floating and some punching sounds and a lot of oh ah, like those sounds just to reveal uh cookie and ned uh, in pieces on the ground. Which was really the only way it could have ended. Yeah. Uh, very funny. It was a good gag. Yep. Um, instead, they'll just pay off Loomer and Buzz. Uh, five bucks for the horse costume. Yeah, it's a fair price for a horse costume. Yeah. Um, the Ned and Cookie will go on as the horse. Corbin uh, is going to fight the horse, and the horse will fight Corbin. Moses is confused, but then sees Loomer out of costume holding the $5 bill as if he's never seen one before, holding, <laughs> holding the dead president in his hand. Whoa, this man used to be alive. <laughs> Actually, $5 bill, is that a... Uh... That's Jefferson, is, is right? That... Okay, that's Jefferson. Yeah. So. Yeah, Hamilton's on 10, right? I think. Yeah. Um... So, they're going to fight. Lincoln's on the five. Oh, that was, yeah, I'm being silly. Yeah, Washington's one, Lincoln's five. 
Hamilton's 10. 10. 20 is Jefferson? Yeah. 20, 20 is Jackson, but it's going to become Har- Harriet Tubman. Right. Yeah. And then 100 is good old Benny. Yeah. So when he says dead presidents, um, right? He's, I mean, Franklin was never president. He was never president. So, you know, he doesn't want $100. No. Keep it, keep it below 100. He knows his worth. Yeah. Lower than 100. So, uh, the horse fight was this fun. It was, uh, them tumbling into the set and the set collapsing was fun. Yeah. That was more fun than the horse fight. Mm-hmm. Um, no ambulance is big enough to fit the amount of bodies being taken away here. <laughs> yeah. Was it shocking? It shocked me to see. So we get Corbin going away with a neck brace on a stretcher. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. Uh, Susie is also being taken away on a stretcher. Well, that makes sense because the horse crashed into Susie's I mean, tower. It makes sense, like logical sense, but I didn't, I don't know. Well, also the partition falls on top of her. Yeah. Yeah. So she got crushed. She's pretty injured. She says to Ned, it's a good thing you're cute. Just to remind you, she broke up with Seth Powers for bringing her the wrong drink in season one. <laughs> She's matured. Yeah. Would you, would you stay with someone if they sabotage your show? Oh, like Bryce, this. I don't think I could. I think I care about theater too much. Yeah. I'd, I'd be real. This would be like a real violation for this, me. It's super disrespectful. It is. It's super so, disrespectful. If, if if life were a sitcom, maybe I'd look the other way, make a little quip as I'm dragged away to an ambulance. It's a good thing you're cute. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I mean, I assume we never see Corbin again. I think it's possible Spencer died. <laughs> yeah, he very well could have. Yeah. He never survives the neck injury? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and then the beard uh, guy is taken away, too. Yeah. He's the director. Uh, Cookie and Ned have to Romeo and Juliet. Fine ending. Moe's looks directly at the camera and Looney Tunes us. She says, idiots. Classic Moe's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's where Gordy went. Um, okay, Ren. That's it. Those are our segments. What a fun night. It was pretty good. It's pretty fun episodes. Uh, some good stuff. And Rand, we just gotta rate them. That's all, all right. we gotta do. Um, so for all you uh, all you fans out there in uh, Germany, in uh, where else is this? In Dubai. <laughs> uh, where else are the, is the heat map telling us? Yeah, Frankfurt, London, and especially those of you in Dublin. This one's for you. Um, all right, Rand. What would you rate this week's episode? I think I would give popularity and stressing out a 7.5. I really liked it. Okay. I think popularity was a bit on the weaker side, but stressing out was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, yeah. So I, I would, let's see, I'm looking at what I gave stuff last week. I would probably put it in that 7.5. I, I'm going to give it a 7, actually. Okay. 
I'm looking at I I liked principles last week, so I, I'll give this a seven to just be more balanced with myself. Um, but man, I'm looking at dismissal and school play, Ren. Oh, I what a dismissal! So good. Mm-hmm. School play also very good. Not as good, but overall, one good segment, one amazing segment. Yeah. So I feel like I have to give it a nine. Okay. I, I really liked this episode. Yeah. Um, and I'm always a sucker for like anything uh, characters do a play. Always I, lots. I'm gonna and this Ren, I think this is the first time I've ever done this. Uh across this and Corey in the house. I'm gonna give it a straight 10. Wow! I'm gonna give it a straight 10. Um dismissal is so strong. School play doesn't weaken the setup of dismissal at all. No. Um, it's just, you know, it's cartoony it's fun i love seeing moe's uh versus ned and cookie they're they're like the way that they play with each other is just really really fun um it was great really strong stuff i'm gonna give it a 10 wow ned classified cannot get better than this episode you uh you and looking at what i gave the season two finale and thinking about it you actually convinced me to give it a 9.5 okay I'm going to update my grade. Okay. Because, and maybe, we, I'm realizing we never, we never actually reviewed season two. Like, we never gave it a final. Oh, yeah, we did it. Um, and it's hard. Oh, okay. Because we, I think we got to it and we were like, oh, we'll think on it and we'll get to it. And then we had Destiny last week. So, let's do that. I'm kind of like looking over the segments right now just to refresh my mind. Um, wow. We didn't love it. No. Really, I I gave Car Wash a one? (laughs) I don't know about that. 0.5? Yeah. Were we too harsh? I don't... Was it really that bad? I think, I think, I think that era really was that bad. Okay. God, what a mess. From, uh, Dare's Bad Habits all the way to Music Class Class Clowns. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I can tell you, I mean, my average, um, I just, I just looked at my average, uh, is about a 4.5. Yeah, I think I'm going to give the season a four. Yeah. Um, right. So it's definitely the worst, but I mean, season three, Ren, starting pretty strong. And I mean, yeah, it's, this is the best Ned's has yeah. been. And in terms of the episodes, I mean, um, Let's see. There can't possibly be. There's only 21 episodes, so I mean, there's there's a decent ways to go, but I mean, next week we get. Uh, hold on. Let me make sure that this episode title is correct before <laughs> uh, I say it out loud. Yeah. Okay. So we get Halloween was the first segment, mm-hmm. and vampires, ghosts, werewolves, and zombies. All right. Promising. Um. Which sounds like we are going full community yet again. I love um, it. In some kind of like concept episode. And then we'll also be talking about art class and lost and found. Yeah. Um, all right. All right. Uh, Rent, anything else? Are you feeling good? I feel good. This was a good night. It was fun. Um, 
What do you think about the you like the sound effects? Does it add something? I did. I do like them. Uh, okay. It adds that radio show flair we've been missing. Perfect. Perfect. I'll uh, I'll try to to grab a few more, um, but also know that these ones are not going anywhere. Oh, thank so God. So we can always uh, go back to to them. I might try to clip them a little bit more so we can get straight into Moses. Uh, <laughs> But otherwise, uh, I will I'll keep them in play, perfect as well. So we'll we'll build a, a library and hopefully um, continue to do that as our shows <laughs> go on. It makes me sad a little bit that we don't have them for Corey. Maybe we be can uh, go back and you know get Corey got a bone hand or something. Okay, yeah, that could be worth it. That could yeah. be really worth it. Uh, to just to just have on file, or so you uh, never know the bottle. Sure, that's it. Okay. Yeah, I feel like a good Newt the Bottle, a good Corey Got a Bone Hand. Those are the two that could be... I'm trying to think if there's any others. Boomer never said anything. So... Like a bear roar or something? Just, <laughs> um, I don't... And the, otherwise, I mean, I don't think there's any... Any other... Big quotes that help us. Um, no. All right. Well, Ren. Keep it classy. You too, Bryce. I hope everyone has fun at your house. Take care. L to the I N. L to the I N. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't think you are missing out. Uh, the reason I was asking is because the sec the uh, Lynn Poppins follows the original Poppins storyline very very closely. Yeah. Um, and Meryl Streep pops up and sings a number like uh, about being topsy turvy or something like that. So is she is she like playing her character from let's, the original movie? Do you want it to be our warm up and then we can just dive right in? Yeah, let's let's make this our warm up. Okay. Sounds good. Let me yeah. see. Uh Mary um, Pop off. Mary Poppins uh Topsy Turvy. Yeah. Oh yeah, here it is. Turning turtle. There it is. We're in for a fucking so we're treat. We're gonna turn turtle. We're in for a treat here. Yeah, share sound. Make sure that's all optimized. All right, you see the the children. Yeah, I see them. If you ring me something broken on a Thursday, I'll make new with my glue, pins and thread. But you bring when I'm working on a Friday, I will mend and then spend the day in bed. Children, Saturdays, and Mondays are just everything is fun days. But in the second week, I very frown. For I know that after Tuesday comes the Topsy gets bad news day. It's the dreaded second Wednesday. But from nine to noon, my life turns upside Low, low is high, stop is go, and that is why every second Wednesday is a hurdle. 
from eight to nine, all is well, then I roll over on my shell and all because the world is turning turtle. No. All right, I think we've seen enough. Bryce, what is this? <laughs> Why is the world turning turtle? So, if it helps you at all, um, for context, uh, the so you see the ceramic bowl right here yeah. in the center? So that has uh, been cracked. So they go to her to help fix it, to mend it. Uh-huh. This is the only time we see her in the entire movie. And she's going turtle. His night dog is cat, black is white, thin is fat. That is why I'm loosening up my girdle. I cannot help this charming troop, don't mock me, cause I'm in the soup and why? Because the world is turning turtle. Oh, is me, I'm as opposite as I can be. I long for Thursdays when the world is drab. Then will it cease? Now my life resembles war and peace. That Tolstoy certainly had the gift of gab. I couldn't get through it. So yeah so she can't uh she can't read war and peace (laughs) she couldn't get through it no no Uh, it's it's good they threw a joke in for the audience during the song yeah bored are you in the minute and 30 seconds that i played this for you has it felt like 10 this is exhausting i feel like the scene is draining energy from me it's like a vampire. Yeah, uh, like Colin Robinson. Yes, exactly. Could, could Meryl Streep's character here, or maybe Meryl Streep herself, be an energy vampire? When she turns turtle? Yes. So did Lynn write this? Or is he just in this? He, I don't think he wrote this. Alright, because this is really bad. Yeah, I think that he's just in it. I do believe, don't quote me on this. Um, hold on, I'll stop sharing and I, I'll quickly fact check this before I throw this fact out there. But okay. it... Um, Oh, nope. I, I started it again. Let me make sure that doesn't happen. Um, um, let's see. I'm, I'm turning turtle. Yeah, so... Um, uh, okay, yeah, so she... Meryl Streep, I believe, was nominated a few times for this one. She was nominated a few times for this song? <laughs> yeah, I'm checking to see. Are you kidding me? I'm checking to see if that's... <laughs> that can't be true. I'm looking um, right now. No, no. She she uh, did not pull one off for this one, actually. Uh, hold on, I'm double-checking here. 2019, Best Ensemble, Little Women. Okay. Okay, Bryce. Uh, Bryce. Yeah. I found a uh, Reddit post from 26 days ago on Disney songs rankdown. Yeah. Uh, ranking turning turtle. <laughs> here's what here's what they wrote. Does the song complement the plot? No. This lady exists in the plot for just about as long as the song lasts, at least according to the Wikipedia plot synopsis. Yeah. Do the lyrics tell a coherent story? No. It's I don't work on Wednesdays because I turn upside down. Oh, it's actually fun to turn upside down. Good point. I hadn't considered that. Mm-hmm. Is the song good? Now I realize this is a subjective question, but also no. No, it is not. Um, I agree from the minute 30 I uh, listened to. Yeah, and does it make you want to watch the full movie? No, absolutely not. If anything, it makes me want to make sure I never watch this movie. Yeah. Um, I don't know what Meryl Streep was thinking. 
this is like uh did disney just throw enough cash at her it was like okay you just have to be here for a day yeah not even for a day like 10 minutes yeah top. yeah we need just one day on set from you if you could just meryl if you could get here and just turn turtle for us even just a little bit that would really do us some some big wonders